0: Welcome to another amazing episode of Kazi's Audio Experience. This is the podcast where we're not only gonna sharpen our technical skills, but we're gonna learn to become profitable as filmmakers. What's going on, guys? Welcome to another live. We took a little break just to be respectful. There was a lot going on. There's still a lot going on that we need to be educated on and help out in whichever way we can, okay? Today's topic is gonna be tips on building your studio, okay? I'm gonna take you through some budget setups, I'm gonna take you through some splurge setups and everything in between. I wanna help you build something tonight. I I wanna get messages, DMs rolling in tomorrow, you guys saying, hey, Kazi, thank you so much for this one thing that you talked about and I just placed an order for it, okay? Now, I live in the United States, so all the pricing and everything is gonna be in USD and it's gonna be, all the stores are gonna be here in the United States, but I'm sure you guys have similar things and you can find the same stuff anywhere in the world, okay? I'm gonna be jumping right in because we have so much to cover. I have all my notes over here. So, first things first, okay? Uh, One thing that you need to understand is your room size. What is your room size, okay? Uh, Before I even jump into the actual you know, tips on color grading. I want to tell you one thing. This is not for people that just talk about, hey, you know, I'm in my, you know, parents' bedroom and I am using their laptop and I don't want to spend any money on equipment. Like, how can I be a professional? Uh, You can't be, okay, because you need to invest in yourself. You need to invest in your equipment to have that unfair advantage over everybody else. Well, you know, we we do that stuff all day long, right? I mean, we buy cars we don't need. We buy phones we don't need, but we just put them on a credit card, we get them. So think of this as a necessity. I'm gonna tell you I cannot stress enough on that, okay? If today I put a picture up and it blows up every single time on social media is because I've been fascinated with this since day one, before I even graduated college. I was all about like, hey, I gotta present myself. I gotta have a proper setup. So I'm just, I cannot stress enough on this aspect of it that you cannot half-ass anything. You cannot go in like half, you know, halfway in, halfway out and just be like, I still wanna compete at that Brian Smaller level. I still wanna compete at that Ty Roth level. That doesn't happen. You have to invest in yourself. You have to make some investments, okay? That being said, let's jump in. So first thing is, your bedroom size or your office size, whatever you're in. If you're in a studio and all you got is one room, what is the size of your room? That's gonna determine what kind of desk you can get and then what kind of chair you can have and like how much room do you have to actually move around in that space. Okay, so I'm just gonna throw some number out there. Let's say our imaginary office is only 10 by 10 or eight by eight, that's a pretty small room, okay? So let's build a setup around that, got it? All right, I'm gonna gonna jump in here and start popping some pictures in and we're just gonna go from there, okay? So the first thing, the most important thing is the desk, right? So let's start there because if you don't have a desk, where are you gonna put your setup? So this is what I would recommend. This desk is from Apex desk. So APEX, it's hidden behind my live. So write that down. It's A P E X D E S K. DESK desk. And that's the desk that I'm currently using. I just placed an order for a new one. This is so affordable. It's going to blow your freaking mind. It is a motorized desk. So it goes up and down. You can adjust it. If you're just tired of sitting down, you can just raise it up. The buttons are right there. And here's the thing. It's only 700 bucks. I don't know if they cost, uh, like if they charge for shipping or not, I don't remember, but it's only $700, okay, this is not a lot. If you go on eBay or if you go on like a garage sale or something, you might get lucky and find one for like say $450 or $500, you just have to get creative with it, okay? So that's number one. Again, if somebody's going out there, hey man, my laptop costs six, 700 bucks, then it's not for you. If you're gonna build a color suite, if you're gonna build a grading studio, You don't have, I'm not showing you a $5,000 desk. There's like some crazy custom made 10,000, $12,000 desks. I'm giving you the most practical one that you can order or get right now and just be blown away because there's so much real estate and things that you can do, okay? So that's the first thing. Um, Then let's move on with the chair. I'm gonna tell you right now, Steel case is it, okay? So many people hype up the Herman Miller chairs and that's what I had last time. And anybody in United States in the executive suite, you will always find those, you know, Herman or Herman Miller chairs everywhere. But I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm sorry, people that I'm gonna offend right now, garbage. I just ordered myself, I did so much research, read so many reviews, I wanted a chair that didn't look like a dorky gamer chair that looked proper and fit my setup, but at the same time was the most comfortable chair that I can get. A lot of the times I sit crisscross, like when I'm just sitting at my desk for hours and hours. So I needed something that had that support and everything else, good lumbar lumbar support and everything. Steelcase makes the best chairs out there. This chair is mind-blowing, okay? It's as comfortable as my freaking bed. So I got the Leap V2, I think it's the version two, it's the latest Leap chair, but that's pretty expensive, right? Like my setup, uh, well, fully decked out was around $1,400. So you don't need to get a chair that's 1,400 bucks. You can go through their website, pick the one, even like the one that's on a budget level, is gonna blow your mind compared to just picking up the first chair that pops up in your Amazon list. I'm just letting you know, okay? Chair is very important. This is where you're gonna be sitting day in and day out for hours. I mean, I'm in my office sometimes for 10 hours at a time, sometimes more. So that's a common day for a colorist in in his office or her office. So you gotta be very, very careful to like, you know, what you sit on. It's important if you wanna last longer, okay? So that's the second one. Um, let's jump into the desktops okay what kind of computer do you need now listen you can build the same configuration with the PC it does not matter here's the specs that are the bare bones the thing that you need to actually be able to grade something that's in 4k or 1080p I would say not even so much like in 4k but if you can you know down res your timeline to 1080p and then you can grade by using this configuration and again if you can build a pc that's half this price then good for you go for that but these are the configurations so i'm going to take you through it six core minimum okay in this day and age with where premiere pro is at final cut 10 and resolve you need at least six cores and especially with davinci resolve davinci resolve is power hungry it really really needs like all the juice that you can give it so i'm gonna say At least six core, okay? So that's the processor on there. 16 gigs of RAM, okay? That is minimum, bare minimum. I would say 32, like RAM is so cheap, right? I mean, you just go online and you pick one up. Um, 16 gigs is gonna be bare, bare, bare minimum, okay, for me. Now VRAM, which is the video card or the graphic card, do not go lower than eight gigs. You need at least eight gigs of VRAM. Right now, I have 64 gigs of VRAM, and if I have like more than 13, 14 nodes and tons of like OFX going on in Resolve, it starts to choke and it runs at 20 frames. And my machine is a little over $20,000. So what I'm saying is that when I say Resolve is power hungry, I mean that thing is power hungry. Okay, so I would say minimum 8 gigs of VRAM. Okay, if you wanna, if you don't wanna just drive yourself freaking crazy. Um, uh, hard drive, pick whatever, like internal hard drive. One terabyte usually is great if you can go with the flash drive, the NVMe M.2, like they're super, they're blazing fast for launching programs, quitting, restarting, things like that. So that's a pretty good one. So these are the basic, uh, you know, things that you need for a setup. Now, why did I pick all in one? Because when it comes to Apple, this is the best budget option. Not a MacBook Pro, because those can get super crazy. I was just building one, the 16-inch yesterday, and it went up to $5,400. So that's freaking absurd. Um, Mac Pros, I mean, you already know. Mac Pros are just out of control. iMac gives you the best value, because even the screen that you have here, although it might not be considered a reference monitor, which it's not, it will do the job. Because if you can make it look good on a Mac, on an iMac, then you know it's gonna look great on MacBook Pros and you know it's gonna look good on iPhones and iPads and Samsung phones. So basically you're covering, covering 70% of the world or more. So I mean, that's that goes a freaking long way for most of the people, okay? Now I'm gonna take a quick detour and just talk about one thing. When you're building your setup, so many people ask me questions that they wanna future-proof themselves like 17 years ahead. Don't do that to yourself. Like, I don't own a BVM series Sony monitor that costs $30,000, okay? Because I'm not working on things that require Dolby Vision. I don't even have a license for Dolby Vision. So I'm not working on that, I'm not gonna future-proof myself. So That one client that you know slides in my DM and asks me, hey dude, I'm working on Narcos season four, can you grade it for us? And I'm gonna be like, yes, I had this monitor, that was great. I'm not worrying about that. If anything, I can go rent that monitor for like 200 bucks a day, do it and and charge like, I don't even know, three thousand, five thousand dollars a day for a job like that. So I can easily just rent out a monitor and then return it. okay? I don't need to own it. So just get smart about that stuff, okay? Don't like future proof yourself to a point where, You're just crippled. You can't even get the first thing because you're like, oh man, I want that Raisin 32 core and I want this and this and that and like it's gonna take me five years to get there but I'm working on it. Well, how about if you start with what I'm talking about and get there in six months because you're gonna have something that's gonna start generating money because you can actually take work and start working on things and then pay for that system that you really want your dream job, okay? Um, Okay, so somebody asked about cable management. This is a funny one. So this is the guy that you need, okay? Go on, uh, you, or go on Amazon or Google or whatever and just search. Uh, it's also called a uh, cable taco or you can just type in like, you know, cable management um, racks and desk racks and this is gonna pop up and these things are freaking perfect, okay? They go under your desk, tiny screws that does not ruin your desk at all, four screws and then you can just like literally put actual extension cords or or power strips up there and just hide it under your desk, right under your desk. So even if you take a picture or something like that, this will, like the cables are not gonna show up, okay? So this is a lifesaver. This is the best thing ever, okay? Like you, you gotta make your system look good or once it looks sloppy, it doesn't matter, your system could be like $10,000, it's gonna look like crap. So. I highly recommend it. All right, let's keep moving on. So now probably the hot subject, which is the monitors, right? Let's talk about the monitors. I'm going to start with the uh, base model. And this is your GUI. Basically, this is where you open up your Chrome and, you know, you handle your docs and finder level things like where you just like pop something open, whatever. All your regular softwares are going to live on this monitor. So this is the This is the UD, man, I hate that I can't control where I can put my screen so you guys can see the model number, but basically this guy is LG 27 UD 68. UD, D as in dog, 68, so write that down, look it up. Um, You can find a really good deal on it. I just pulled up the first one and it was 379 for a brand new, but used, I picked one up for like 250 or something like that a couple of years ago. So. Go look it up, okay? You can find really good deals on it. They're super light, they look really nice, they're sleek, and this is a great supporting monitor, okay? I'm I'm using a variation of that. Like I uh, uploaded a picture a couple of days ago and you guys asked me about my GUI monitors. Those are UL60 or UL600s. So they're an upgraded version of this, but very similar. There are still consumer monitors that are mm, halfway there calibrated. And especially once you get them calibrated, they can do an okay job. I wouldn't recommend grading on it, but um, I highly recommend looking this up as your support monitor, as your GUI monitors. Let's say if you have a three up, if you have a three screen setup, then you can have two of these on the side and then your reference monitor, I'm going to show you. Uh, right now. So for your reference monitors, my go-to always, always, always is going to be um, the OLEDs because once you understand how important the contrast is, you can never go back. Okay. The contrast is the most important thing. And this guy right here, you just cannot beat. I mean, we're talking about LG C9, which is becoming a gold standard right now, even on like in a Hollywood level, like go on LinkedIn or something and follow some of the top colors that run their own shops. Don't follow the people that work for massive companies where they can just shower, hose you like with whatever the hell they want. But like if you go and look up people that are running their own companies, you know, big time freelancers, they're running C9 uh, calibrated with a LUT box and this thing can get 97, 98% there. And they're just, Best bang for the buck. Are you kidding me? For 16 1700 bucks you can get that? I just looked it up on Craigslist. And Craigslist in the United States is, uh, you know, basically a, call it like a garage sale sort of thing. And I just looked one up and it was $1,200. The dude is like, dude, you can pick it up for 1200 Or he was going to deliver it to me for 1230 Literally in 1230 he was going to give me a white glove service and mount the TV up. And he said it was open box. He had it for like a couple of weeks or something. So what I'm saying is that you can find killer deals on these, and they're it. They're being used by head honchos. Now, the thing with this is that I'm gonna tell you, it does not come calibrated. So, one, you're gonna to need to know how to do that. Two, you're gonna to need to know somebody that knows how to do that. Three, it takes a little bit of like advanced skills to really get it dialed in. There's something called ABL or uh, Auto Brightness Limiter and the, that thing is on on all OLEDs, most of the OLEDs. And that's basically what makes these monitors or TVs the consumer um, quality product. Because when ABL kicks in as a colorist, you don't want that. You don't want brightness to be automatic, goes up, up and down. Like you walk away, you come back and it changes. You cannot do that. So it does that. You need to know how to turn it off. There's a way to turn it off. I have a whole PDF document in my masterclass where I show you how to do that. Uh, But that's for another time. Or people that have my masterclass, they know what I'm talking about. But if you can turn that off, all of a sudden this monitor goes from a consumer $1,200 monitor to like a freaking $10,000, $12,000 beast of like a reference monitor. Okay? So all those things are very important. Let's keep moving along. Now, I'm jumping back and forth a little bit, but I do have to show you this. Having a proper lighting setup in your room is everything, okay? So don't tell me like, hey, dude, we got some tungsten lights or we got these 3,200 Kelvin or 4,000 Kelvin, like regular, uh, these are like bright white lights, you know? And um, they're like around 4,000 Kelvin. That doesn't cut it. You got to cut the lights. You got to cut the lights. You got to put up like some sort of blackout curtains. You can just research blackout curtains 100%. And once you put these up, boom, you're in a controlled environment. And the reason why curtains are so great, open them up. So now you got all the light coming through all day long, you're about to get to work, close the curtains, Get control your light. You need to control your light or it's just gonna mess with your head. You will never be able to dial in the colors. Very important stuff, get yourself blackout curtains, get the cheapest ones, it doesn't even matter, okay? Okay, so let's talk about more monitors. Let's get back to the monitors again. Now I'm gonna show you a professional monitor. Iso CG. this is for people that are kinda like, Kazi, I don't wanna deal with the C9 because I gotta do X, Y, and Z to make it work. It's too much, man. I just need something that I can purchase it, put it up, get to work. And without breaking my bank, this is it. Now you might be thinking, without breaking my bank, Kazi, what the hell are you talking about? This thing is $2,400. Trust me, professional monitors start at $25,000 and more. Okay. So, $25,000, I'm talking about open box, you know, floor item, that kind of thing. Okay. And they go up to $35,000, $42,000. You can't even order them. You have to prove that you're a legit company. You have a couple of employees and you got to give them, you know, your pay stubs for the last like two years and tax statements. Trust me, it's crazy. So, this is nothing. This is a steal. This is pennies, okay? To have a monitor that is pretty much 99% there. This particular one um, even is HDR ready, which means that it has the PQ curve, which is what's used most of the time when you're putting out HDR content for web or online, or whatever have you. So it is ready to go for that. It also has HLG uh, presets, so it's ready for that. It can read that and give you really good color accuracy. Best thing about these monitors that I love, you don't need to worry about getting a third party calibration tool and then a software and then hope that everything works with your OS, blah, blah, blah. This thing comes pre-equipped with a hardware that just slides down like a wiper in your car. It just slides down from the top and then it calibrates your screen under the given lighting condition. So whatever the ambient lighting is, this monitor, you just hit one button and the hardware, which is the actual like probe, whatever you wanna call it, comes down, calibrates your thing. You can just go have a cup of coffee, come back, everything is calibrated, ready to go, and it freaking does that under five minutes, which is insane. Usually, monitors can take up to 30 to 45 minutes to you know adjust to a lighting condition and calibrate. This thing is up and running under five minutes So a big one, okay, if you guys want something that is just ready to go, slap it on, get going. And on that note, I'm super stoked because this is gonna be getting delivered to me in about two, three hours. So I'm like super pumped to try it out. So basically I'm gonna have my UL600 on the left side and where I usually read my emails and stuff like that. And then on my right side, I'm gonna have this bad boy. And then you guys know my B6, my LG B6 and eventually I'm gonna upgrade it to CX, which is the latest LG OLED that just dropped. All right, let's keep moving. Um, All right, let's talk about this. Okay, so let's say that you got the base model LG UD68, you know, or one of those monitors that are not pro color, you know, color monitors, and you're like, Kazi, the colors are all over the place, or I have a MacBook Pro, but the colors are off, man, I don't know what to do. This is what you got to do. Get this Just, you have to get it, you have to own it. This is a requirement if you're a colorist. Anytime the colors are looking off on any of your monitors, slap that baby on, make sure you go through the settings and you understand what it's saying. Because the first one is gonna be, hey, what do you wanna set your brightness to? So you wanna set it at 120 okay and that's basically for rec 709 and that's ideal for dark rooms. Now if you cannot control your lighting, if you work in a living room or if you work in a space where there's a lot of light, you got to crank that up. And now with the new software update, you can even just choose native and then go from there. You can just set it to native and then it will figure it out to like what's the native you know on your computer or on your monitor and keep it you know to the to the top end and then calibrate your monitor from there so i highly recommend getting one of these things um it's going to be worth every penny okay all right so let's talk about you know so many people ask this question and i get upset and i don't answer it most of the time but let me not be a you know douche and answer it so kazi what software are you using and how can we get it so the software that i use is davinci resolve Um, And there are two versions. So the one that you see on the left is called DaVinci Resolve 16. That's free. That's a full application that's free. You can download it and do your projects from start to finish, okay? Um, Everything in there. DaVinci Resolve Studio 16 is also free, but comes with tons of goodies, right? So I mean, you have noise reduction, which I use all the time. You have grain that I love that makes all the difference in the world. And then it has tons and tons a plethora of, you know, OFX that you cannot get outside of uh, DaVinci Resolve Studio version. And the paid version is $300. Are you kidding me? This software used to cost like hundreds of thousands of dollars with their hardware, proprietary hardware and everything. And now you can pick up the same tool that company three is using and so many other big companies are using and you pick it up for like 299. So it's a joke, okay? Now to a very, very important one. And that's probably gonna, Make you guys love me more than you already do. I don't know how that's possible, but this is being cut off right now. But this website is called Shot Deck, one word, S H O T Shot D E C K Deck dot com. Go sign up on there right now. This is the best thing that ever happened to mankind because if you ask me questions about Kazi, where do you guys, where do you get your references when you're doing the Witcher look or blah blah blah, all these looks. Uh, most of the time, I'm, I'm getting them from Blu-rays because I wanna get, I wanna pick my frame. I don't want you to pick my frame. I don't want anybody to pick my frame. I wanna go through shot by shot. I'm crazy like that. I counted the shots in Joker and they were a little over 1,000. I remember the exact number and now I forgot. But they were like 1,019 shots or something like that in the entire film. So I'm crazy like that. I I pick my own frame, you know, whatever I want. But for majority of the people out there that don't want to go through that tedious process and everything, Shot Deck is a lifesaver. You go on there, you type in uh, nocturnal animals, and boom, it pops up all the images. You click on one, it gives you information, all the metadata on the right side. It tells you which film stock they used, was it shot on whichever camera, you know, printed film let that, if they used any. And uh, it even tells you, like, they're using complementary colors, whatever. So not only for downloading and using these shots as your references, but also as an education tool. This is so amazing. People that are talking about, hey, can you talk about color theory? Let me not talk about color theory and you go spend some time here and study it and analyze what's going on. Click on your favorite, like, you know, shots from Sicario. Click on it, read all the description on the right, read the tags and start speaking the language and start understanding what's really going on. Shot deck freaking kills it. And the best thing about it, that this website is made by the dude that I love so much, which is Lawrence Schur. Obviously, he didn't actually code the website, but he's the dude behind it. And he's the cinematographer for um, Joker and the Hangover movies. So, I mean, the dude is epic. Epic, epic, epic. The dude is just huge. He's so freaking good. And he's the dude behind this project. Shot Deck is amazing. Right now it's free, but I know for a fact that they're gonna start charging you. So get in that grandfather plan and sign up right now. When you go on there, you do a beta version and then it takes a week or something and then they give you access to it. So jump on it right now before it becomes like a $10 a month sort of thing. Even then I'm gonna be paying for it because it's worth every penny. And I, although I personally don't use it all the time, there are times when it's really great to just come up with some inspirations and just look something up really fast. By the way, this is another one, like I forgot to mention it, but let's just talk about it. So this is another monitor choice. So people that couldn't afford the $2,400 version and that was too much, then you guys can pick this baby up. This does not do HDR, but please let me tell you, You don't need to worry about HDR just yet, okay? It's not coming through for everybody. It's not the standard on YouTube. It's not the standard on all the corporate wedding videos or projects, indie projects that you might be working on. It is only held for like Amazon, Netflix, Hulu, and these like Disney Plus those platforms okay so it's not trickling through that fast I mean you guys remember when we were talking to Eric whip the colorist of Mad Max he said Mad Max was never intended for HDR I mean come on you know you think of Mad Max and you just think that this is the HDR was created for Mad Max yet there was no plan to grade in HDR for Mad Max, so that's all I'm saying. This is a great choice, $1,400. You can get a deal on it if you look it up on eBay or Craigslist or something like that. Hopefully, you'll be able to pick one up for 12 or 1300 bucks. This is a great choice, okay? It's basically a baby version of what I showed you earlier. It just does not have HDR, but it has all the other features. Another thing that I'm gonna tell you right now, so many people ask me, hey, Kazi, what's the perfect ambient lighting condition, you know, for a studio? So this is the thing that you need. It's called Media Light. From you know, and it's from Flanders Scientific. Um, You can go on Amazon or you can Google it and just type in Media Light 6500k Bias Lighting, and it's gonna pop you open and give you this um, website or Amazon, whatever. It's gonna give you this product. Go buy it right now. It is amazing. You just it's it comes with the adhesive, you put it behind your screen, and you can cut it like depending on how big or small your screen is, it doesn't matter. Um, you can cut the strip you know wherever you want, and then you can just like uh, attach it in the back of your monitor and then it illuminates your monitor and gives you a nice calming light that is not distracting while you're working because pitch black can be very tiresome on your eyes. Like you cannot just sit through for hours and hours. So this is a great solution. This is a industry standard. You will see it everywhere. This makes your photos look the best. It really does help with all of that. So I will highly recommend looking into that. Uh, great, great option. So this is the bias lighting. You don't want any other lights in your room besides your, you know, the, mon- the light that is emitting from your monitors. Then you want the bias lighting that goes behind the monitor. Um, and that's how you get the ideal ambient lighting condition in your studio. I'm gonna tell you right now about the hard drive. It's a G-Technology drive, and this is, again, one of those drives that's not gonna break your bank, but at the same time, it's gonna give you the uh, speed that you need, it's gonna give you the capacity that you need, and uh, it's gonna give you the reliability that you need in a drive, okay? So, um, I'm gonna pull this up. Okay, so it is called, all right, so it's the G-Technology G-RAID 2-bay, so 2 hyphen bay, and it's a G-Tech drive. Obviously, I'm going with the, just look at the price. I mean, this is the drive, okay? So it's the G-Technology, this is the 12 terabyte version, and this is amazing because it's Thunderbolt 3, so super fast, you're gonna get around 600, 550 to 600-ish, read and write, and come on, think about it. That's like the SSD speed that you get, but now you got 12 terabyte drive, which is a RAID, and you can stripe it, and that's how you get the maximum speed if you do RAID 0, which is gonna give you the best performance, uh, especially when you're using it as your scratch disk or online drive. So look those up. Again, on eBay or something, you can find a better deal. Um, great, great drive. I've been using it for years. I've been using G-Technology project, uh, you know, products for years, and it's the best in the business. So look up that drive, okay? All right, let's move on to what else we have to cover. Guys, I'm sorry I'm not going through what you guys are dropping here right now because I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna, you know, uh, answer some stuff at the end, but there's so much that I am covering based on the questions that you guys asked, okay? Most of this is coming from you guys. So all the questions that you guys asked yesterday in the story, I'm answering those. Uh, let's talk about tablet i mean so many people ask me about hey kazi is you know is is tablet a good investment first of all it's pennies so get it if you don't like it you only wasted 80 bucks or again if you find it used you can pick one up for 45 bucks um as a colorist as an editor you don't need a 500 hundred-dollar pro series wacom tablet okay because you're not you don't need that sensitivity or anything like that you see this This is only a seven inch or maybe 5.2 inches or something like that, and even then, I portion it to half of that, so I can move really fast. And, uh, because you can split it up. You can look at that size, that canvas size, and then you can split it to how much of that portion you want to use for your finder level operation, for DaVinci Resolve, whatever have you. You can customize the F out of it. it. They're so great, and the best thing that I love about, there's two things that I love about the tablet. One. It makes you look like a badass. It gives you so much street cred. You just use a tablet and you set yourself apart. I, this, is the, this is known. Two, you feel like a painter. I've never painted. But when I'm just sitting there grading and I'm creating windows and I'm just going and moving things around, it's just like, I'm just like this. I'm going like that. I'm just, I, it, the flow is so much better. I, I feel like it helps me Um, with the thought process and what I'm doing compared to a mouse where I'm kinda, it just, it's not very organic, like how it works. So just what it does to my psyche, the tablet is a big one for me. So I will recommend you giving it a shot. In the first two months, you would wanna just, you know, go nuts. You're going to go nuts. You're not going to know how it works and it's going to be so sensitive and you're going to be deleting things and moving things around that you don't want to and you're going to be so pissed and frustrated. But once you get it right, game changer, you can never go back. All right, so let's talk about uh, Stream Deck. Okay, you guys know how how I am. This is Stream Deck XL from Elgato and people use it for streaming and gaming but uh, other people use it professionally and I'm one of those people, so I use it with my setup. I mean, you can program anything to it, okay? I got my YouTube analytics, I got my, you know, hey, let's schedule an email, send an email button, and it just booms, like, takes me to that page. I got my Instagram analytics, like, I got everything programmed here, okay? I got my desktop programmed here, I got, folders within a folder within a folder within a folder where I keep things and I just hit one button and it just takes me right there and you can program it to however you want and then the true power of it is when you go in DaVinci Resolve and you start programming it. I mean somebody made an argument if you go on mixinglight.com somebody made an argument and said that they are using two stream decks on each side of their mini panel. So they got the Resolve mini panel, which is a $3,000 panel for color grading. And then they're using two of these on each side, and, or one of each, one on each side. And that dude said that this basically negates the need of getting the big advanced panel, which is a $30,000 panel. I mean, he might be pushing it a bit too far. He might be stretching the truth a little bit, But still, if you think about it, somebody who's a professional making that claim, that's pretty freaking nuts. So that's what I'm saying. Like the sky's the limit with these things, how you program them. But I'm gonna tell you one thing right now. The best thing about Stream Deck is that you can have your play, rewind, forward, in and out, you know, clear in, clear out, uh, insert clip, you know, uh, lift clip. You can have all of those program the same way for DaVinci Resolve, for Premiere Pro, for Final Cut 10, for Avid Media Composer, and that is one of my strengths, and that is why it's so easy for me to jump from software to software, because as long as I bring this puppy with me, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter which machine I'm on. You can put me on Premiere Pro, and I just get going. You put me on Final Cut 10, and I get going, because I have all my main things that I do in that software program on the same keys. So the muscle memory kicks in and I know exactly what I need to do without even thinking about which software I'm in instead of like learning each one, um, you know, where the keys are for each one. And that's like the daunting task. That's one of the things why people don't want to switch between software and they got their go-to tool. But in this day and age, you have to be versatile. Stream Deck helps you do that. It makes you lethal. You can be twice as fast easily. And boom, 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 you just go. Like you just go. my Stream Deck is set up for all the things that my mini panel doesn't have. So I can just go boom 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 like I don't even have to think about it. I don't even have to hit 3 4 key combos because they're just like, you know, mapped on this thing and it's just one button, okay? So, very very important. Um Okay, guys. So I mean, that's pretty much it. Like, I I didn't uh, plan on staying for an hour if I didn't need to, but let me just go through some questions. Let me look at what you guys guys got going on here. Hopefully, this was helpful. Hopefully, this was just tons of value. I wanted to jam-pack this information so you can just take it, and like I said, you can start doing your research after watching this and then start finding some cool stuff for yourself that you probably never thought of. All right, I'm gonna go through some of these questions. I have about eight questions, so let's see what we got. Uh, cheap keyboard that are macOS compatible, I'm just gonna tell you right now, just use the keyboard that Mac Pro comes with. It's a great keyboard, does the job, very reliable, doesn't break, so it looks really nice. And then, again, you probably need like a Stream Deck or something like that to deck out your system if you want to and uh, need more customization. Let's see what else we got. I mean, I wouldn't go cheap on the HDMI cable because I'm telling you, it's gonna drive you crazy. I have returned equipment thinking that there was something wrong with the equipment where it was just a cable that I bought from Amazon by seeing the top reviews that it was great because those never tell the story. When you go on Amazon, you tap something in and it says 90,000 people gave it four and a half stars. Well, click on it because the first comment might be one star and 7,000 people are giving it a thumbs up. So that's the important part that you gotta read. That means that that stuff is garbage. So do some research. Uh, Don't spend money on like say monster cables that are like $200 for an HDMI cable. I mean that's just ludicrous, that's freaking stupid. That's like yesterday when I asked somebody to help me mount mount my projector screen, you know what they said? I'm like how much is it gonna cost? They were like $1,500 and you're gonna have to mount it yourself. I'm like $1,500 to mount the screen? I mean, I wanted to like punch the dude in the mouth, but I just didn't even say anything. I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna, I'm not even gonna reply to him. So what I'm saying is that there's that crazy, you don't want to go that far, but then you, you don't want to go too cheap. So find a happy medium in the middle. Paint, let's talk about this. Not the most important thing. It, I mean, it's not like, as long as you have the curtains up, as long as you can control the light, as long as you have bias lighting, as long as your monitor is halfway decent, as of today, I got no plans for painting my room, although it already has like a very, 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 very light gray. I mean, all these walls are the same color, so they're like, I mean, you can see it, like, it's not white, it's super light gray, and I love that color, and the last place got a bit too dark, and it's too much, man. Like, I mean, you know, as a colorist, you're always sitting in a dungeon, you don't want to just make it so freaking dungeony that you just feel depressed, it was too much, so Uh, Keep that in mind. You don't need a bright neon color. Don't do that, that's gonna mess with everything. But if you have like a general, like a normal gray or like white walls or off-white or something like that, totally fine, you're okay. How much does it cost to hire someone to calibrate your screen? So in the United States, it's gonna run you somewhere from 300 to $500 and I'm talking about like really good, like top guys. And 500 is going to be—it's going to be an in-house service where they can come out and calibrate your screen in your house. But if you take it to them, it's going to be around 300-ish. And again, I'm talking about people that are in Hollywood, uh, doing this for a living and calibrating screens for big studios. So I think it's great. I mean, I'm in the process right now to to have one of the guys come in and calibrate tons of stuff: my living room monitor, my loft—you know—screen or not monitor, my living room TV loft TV, and then the projector in my office, and then my um, B or not B6, whatever I get, like the CX or whatever, I'm going to have that calibrated. So I think it's worth it because you don't need calibration every two months. And even if it slips a little bit, it's a billion times better, even four years down the road compared to if you not never had it calibrated. Okay, so it's worth it. Alright, so I mean that is not necessarily a question for what we're talking about, but let's just answer it. So yes, the answer is yes, The um, I was just talking to a buddy yesterday, he sent me a picture or he actually had it as a story and I gave him a fire emoji and he's like, guess what, which camera and I'm like, well, I have no clue. And he's like an iPhone and I'm like, I don't doubt it. And we started laughing and we were talking about how people just underestimate the power of what they got, what they already have, just because if something comes easy to you and if you have something, then you just go, eh. Like, you take it for granted. That's what it is, right? I mean, you know, before you were married, I mean, that girl is everything. You cannot think of anything. And then you get married and you're like, now I have her. Well, that's not my case. I'm in love every single second. Love you, baby. But I'm, I'm you know what I'm talking about, right? So, iPhone is a great phone for documentaries. It's a great phone for many different things, okay? All right, I'm gonna read more questions. Oh, did we talk about the panel? Man, hold on, let me pop that open. I don't know how I forgot. Guys, yes, 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 yes. I don't know how I forgot, so thanks for asking that question. You got to, you got to invest in a panel. I know the price tag will hurt your heart, and you are thinking that this money can go into a nice RGB strip that's gonna go in the back and get you 1,000 likes on Instagram, and you can buy, I don't know, like an exhaust for your you know, Beamer. Trust me, don't do those things. Get this, you need it. Now, why did I choose this over, let's say, Tangent Ripple, which is $300, or Mini, which is $3,000? Because it's the perfect middle. It gives, it's the best bang for your buck. It gives you everything where you can do professional jobs. And if you're just starting out and you want to hit the ground running and you want to accelerate your growth to becoming a professional colorist, you need this. You just cannot, cannot, cannot do it by just regular mouse and, you know, Uh, tablet or whatever. They're not the same. The feeling is not the same. You got to move two, three things at once sometimes to get a better picture of like what's really happening on the screen and which direction you want to go in. Uh, You cannot physically do it unless you have something like that. So I cannot stress enough how important this tool is. Not to mention once you have this, it's like ha- owning a Lexus. Like, you know, like um, I say Lexus because the resale value on Lexus is just uncanny, it's unreal. So you own this guy, you keep it for a year, you sell it, you're probably gonna lose 50, 60 bucks, that's about it. So you're not really losing anything when you get it. Highly recommend it, okay? No, I don't recommend the Element panel. I had it for two days, sold it. I, I don't, it feels cheap. It, the, the compatibility is just not all the way there. You gotta download their user guide and go through their button configuration to remember it. It's not like black and white as black magic. Like they just put everything on the actual knobs or you know, if you have the mini panel, like you know it'll tell you exactly what you're reading and what you're doing. So you know, I don't know, Element is just, no, uh, like I said, I mean, I bought it used. So it was really hard to sell it because it wasn't new because I would have just returned it. I bought it used, it bummed me out so much. Like I was just so pissed off. I used it literally for like 25 minutes and I'm like, okay, this thing is garbage. Um, it doesn't have the same tactile feel, nothing. All right. I'm going to go through some more questions. Okay. That's another thing that we should have talked about that we didn't. So I failed on that a little bit, but best deck link is no deck link. Deck link is old. Uh, let's move on to Ultra Studio. So I will recommend, there's a bunch of different flavors in Ultra Studio, right? So you can pick one up, the the mini guys, they're called Ultra Studio Mini HD. And those are about 200 bucks. Again, you can find actually 175 bucks, but you can find one for like 150 or less, 125. And uh, those are great. So Thunderbolt 2 or Thunderbolt 3 connection, or you can get one with USB. So plug and play. You plug it in, and uh, HDMI comes out the other end, goes into your screen like your reference monitor, then when you're grading in DaVinci Resolve, you're getting a clean feed, so it's bypassing any Mac or PC profile colors that might affect the image. So it's bypassing that, giving you the cleanest image, okay? So that's what I would recommend. Yes, so mostly um, with my clients and what I'm working on, um, everything is being done in Rec. 709, and that's more than enough, and this is the, Uh, This is the drum that I keep beating, right? This is what I keep telling you guys. Anybody who's just like, hey, bro, talk about P3. Hey, bro, talk about like, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like talk about REC 2020. I will do all of those things before you bring it up when it's time. Um, It's not time. Like right now, it's just, you know, again, the companies that are doing it, if you have a client that asks you for it all the time, yes, then it's for you. I don't. So, and most of the stuff that I'm teaching online, I wanna help people that can start making their stuff look better right now. The pricing, prices for like proper HDR monitoring, um, the actual pipeline that can handle HDR workflow, is just astronomical, because it's just one of those things. Think uh, 2011, 2010 with HDR TVs when they first came out. I mean, the, these TVs were like freaking $12,000. now. LG C9 OLED best TV on planet Earth is selling for $1,200 used. You get what I'm saying? So I don't bother with things like I said, and you know, I'll take it back when I talked about like you know future proofing thing, right? Like I don't worry about that until we're there. When we're there, I'll I will be the one to deliver that message to you. It's not gonna be the other way around. So yes, Rex 709, stick with it, learn it. This is what's happening right now still, and very few people and companies are, you know, diving deep into the REC 2020. Mac versus Windows, I mean, you know, I shouldn't even have brought up this question, but you know, it's just a preference, man. Like, I mean, Android or iPhone, you know? It's just a preference. You know, BMW or Benz, right? It's just a preference. Uh, Lamborghini or Ferrari, just a preference, you know? So it's just, it's, it's that, you know? Uh, Sony or Canon is just a preference. Um, you know, people will make magic with either or. So that's the end of that. Yes, I think that's the number one question that we should have addressed because you absolutely can because trust me, brother, Um, it doesn't matter, man. Like it doesn't matter. When I say it doesn't matter, I'm not trying to be one of those people that are just like, oh, like nothing, like it just, it doesn't matter. You could just be like shooting an Oscar worthy film with like a freaking, uh, 2001 like nokia i'm not going that crazy but i'm just telling you right now that ultimately don't restrict yourself the amount of people that drop into my dms and just tell me hey kazi it's really like it's it's easy to grade red or uh you know alexa footage but kazi can you show us something with 8-bit i'm like bro what are you trying to do like do you want to get blocked or what like why are you coming at me with that attitude when you know that I've shown you how to make your things sing with any type of footage. The Witcher tutorial, that stuff is shot on uh, A7S2 in S-Log2, so there's that. So many people even commented on that tutorial and said, hey, it's really easy to grade Alexa footage, can you show us something with Sony? And I'm like, well, this was shot in Sony S-Log. So what do you got now? You know, ultimately it's going to be knowing your tool, whatever it is. Like people are actually making magic, you know, with Sony S-Log footage or like consumer cameras or uh, Lawrence Schur just um, shot a piece on the iPhone. You guys should go Google it. Uh, Just type in Lawrence Schur iPhone and it's gonna pop up. Watch that piece. The whole thing is shot with an iPhone. And trust me, you won't be able to tell if it was an iPhone or a really high-end camera, because there's just so many elements to that that go into, you know, making everything sing. So, don't put weird, arbitrary restrictions on yourself. Don't go in with that, you know, defeated attitude. Um, that's just that's not a good look. That's not a good look. Like, just go in as you got it. Like, you know, the the Olympics commercial that I worked on and that story that I told you where the creative director is sitting on my bed, that's the couch. That's the director's couch at the time. Like he's sitting on my bed while I'm grading. I just did it because what was more important is that to him and I to make magic other than, hey man, like where's, uh, where's the freaking wine and dine? Like what's going on? So because every single step of my career, anytime, I was doing something i just thought of it was that this was the best thing in the moment like that i was giving my 150 percent i was going in i had the blinders up like i wasn't worrying about like oh man like can i handle this like can i do this blah 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 because i don't have the best monitor best computer blah 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 so go with it don't worry about it okay all right love you all seriously i mean so much respect for you guys for sticking around this is absolutely insane um FSI, why did I dump FSI? Um, I dump FSI because of the contrast. If I had the DM240, um, it's a you know proper grading monitor, and I ditched it because of the contrast. Uh, my OLED just murdered it. So I knew that my uh, OLED was calibrated and I was getting good colors that I can turn into my clients, so then I just didn't have the need to have something that was $5,000, looked ugly as F, and only 24 inches um, and 1080p, and was just it was just a waste for my taste, so I had to like give it up, but some people, again, will probably tell me that I'm stupid, so it is what it is. Um, I think those monitors in this day and age, those professional monitors are just overrated, and they are more for the flex, you know? Like if I were to throw in a X310, you know, have a $35,000 monitor, don't you guys, won't you guys will freaking envy me every single day that, oh, God, he got that monitor, so it'll be really cute to have it, I might have it, but it's just, it's n- it's not the most practical thing for most people. It might be the practical thing for some that are working professionally and charging, you know, $1,000 an hour, it might be worth it for them. But everybody else outside of that, the mortals in the world, the people that are just getting their hands on any and every job, it's not the most practical thing. And I think you're gonna start seeing that they're gonna start dropping the prices because that's what happened to Flame, that's what happened to DaVinci Resolve, that's what happened to these software, or hardware companies. Like They're sitting right there because they're enterprise level thing. And then they learn that, hey man, like consumers are ready to drop some real money too, so why not capture that market? And then they create a prosumer market, and then from prosumer they create more tiers that are between prosumer and consumer, and then usually that becomes sort of like the standard for many, you know? And then they get so much more attraction because they will send it out to influencers, we will do reviews on it, and then we'll make sales for them, and then their business thrives and all that good stuff, right? So, love you guys. Thanks for sticking around, so happy to be back. Missed one or two weeks in the middle, but obviously we were moving and wanted to be respectful. So starting next week, I'll probably bring in a guest. Uh, Just love you guys so, so freaking much. This is the best community on the internet. This is the best community, period. And I have the ultimate respect for each and every one of you. I really respect your time. I appreciate you guys staying with me for an hour. Hopefully this was valuable. Until next time, love you all. Guys, if you enjoyed this episode, share it with friends, subscribe to this channel, and I will see you in the next episode.